All right, and we can all have a seat while we uh, listen to God's Word in preparation for baptism. You know we're in this series called Amazing. We talked about amazing wisdom and amazing grace. Today it's amazing strength. And next Sunday, we're going to close it out with amazing hope. And the kids are going to sing, I think it's called Big, Big House. Anybody ever heard that song? And it's all about heaven and how awesome that is going to be. And I don't know about you, but when I was growing up in church, I kind of thought heaven sounded a little boring. You know, angels and clouds and harps and all that stuff. Didn't really get my heart beating fast. Kind of grew up in the first church of the frigid air. And, uh, you know, it, was, it just sounded like, like boredom for eternity. <laughs> Boy, do I want to look forward to that. But I found out that heaven is a whole lot better than that. You know, I read the Bible, actually, <laughs> instead of just listening to people's opinions. And so that's why it would be so fun to just have this place packed with neighbors and friends and family, whatever excuse we can have, right? Right? Whatever excuse we can have to influence somebody for Jesus. So the kids are going to be up on stage, we're going to have fun with them, and we're going to have the gospel shared, and it's a great time to bring someone. Now, today's message, however, is only for those people who need God. It's only for people who have ever been uh, in trouble or had a problem. So it may not be for you. It's probably only for you if you have kids (laughs) or if you have parents or if you've ever had a bad medical report or if you've ever had trouble at work or if the kids at school have been mean. It's only for you then, okay? I think it's for all of us. Because the Bible says that our God is able to do not only what we need Him to do, not just meet our needs. He's able to do more than we ask or think. In fact, we're going to look at the Scripture in just a moment that tells us He doesn't just do what we need or even just more than we need. But when the Bible wants to emphasize a truth, when God is trying to get our attention, my experience is that he repeats a theme several times in Scripture. It shows up more than once. For instance, <laughs> if you want to take your bulletin program over, turn it to the back. There's a place to write a few things down. I'd like you to write down at least the reference to the Psalms that I'm about to mention that speak to us about the strength and the power of God. The first one is from Psalm 18, verse 2. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock. Would you read the next phrase out loud? In whom I take. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation. Let's all read the last two words. My stronghold. Anybody need a stronghold? Anybody need strength? Anybody need God to show up in your life when you need him the most? This is a promise. Our God has amazing strength. Psalm 18, verse 2. Psalm 28, verse 7, repeats the theme. The Lord is my strength and what? My heart trusts in Him and He helps me. He is my strength and my shield. Think about that. Protecting me from attack. Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in what? trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, 
Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. In other words, no matter how bad it gets, can you imagine living in Fukushima, Japan? First comes the earthquake. Then comes the tsunami. Then comes radiation. And it feels like the mountains are falling into the sea. And God says, even there, even there, He will show up. And He will be enough. He will be strong even when those things happen. About Psalm 59, verses 16 and 17. But I will sing of your strength in the morning. I will sing of your love, for you are my fortress, my refuge in times of trouble. And then read the last whole sentence out loud, please. You are my strength. I sing praise to you. You, God, are my fortress, my God on whom I can rely. I sing about your strength. I don't know if you know our family at all. We sing at the drop of a hat. <laughs> we just we just love, we were raised on music. We love to sing. Um, our daughter and grandkids, two of our grandkids. Have I mentioned my grandkids? I have exceptional grandkids. They're coming to spend a few days at our house. And I know we're just going to, I know we're going to sing. We sing after dinner uh, just for the fun of it. it. We sing something that inspires our faith. Um, when you're as old as we are, <laughs> as I am, not my wife, she's still very young. But, uh, you know, I know the hymns. Thanks. <laughs> I know the hymns. I know the old choruses. I know the, uh, the newer songs and, and a few of, the, of the, the, the really new stuff, right? A little bit of all of it. And I love it all. And here's what I know. God loves to hear it all. And every once in a while, one of us will just sing a hymn and verse or two. One of us will just... You know, a chorus will come like out of the blue. It's like, what, what? It was like 10 years since we ever sang that song. But that was the song for the moment. We sing because it reminds us of God's strength. It encourages our hearts. We take this verse to heart. So I don't know about you. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what the trouble is. You may be in a good space right now. But I know this. There will be a time when you will need God's strength. And our God, according to these four psalms and many others, is our refuge and our strength, our rock and our fortress. Isn't that good? Amen. Amen. And not only that, in the verse that I began with from Ephesians chapter 3, we are reminded that God's strength doesn't just show up only in the mountains and the seas and all of God's creation, it shows up most powerfully in the person of Jesus. And so the Apostle Paul wrote to his friends and he said, Now to him, meaning God in Christ, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power and work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Now to him 
who is able. Our God is able. Would you turn to the person next to you and say, our God is able. And then say it back. <laughs> Tell, say, say it back you know, to the person who said it to you, all right? Our God is able. No problem can stop him. No obstacle can trip him up. No trouble can worry him. No mystery can confuse him. Our God is able. Our God is able. And I know that that's easy to say, but when you're in the middle of the moment, when you're in the trouble, it doesn't always feel that way. We need to remember that, right? I wrote in my notes, I was working on the computer, and I wrote, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. And I thought of that little baby on the commercial on TV. Nobody knows <laughs> the trouble I've seen. You know, it's like, um, it's my trouble, right? And when it's my trouble, it's big trouble. Um, we found out this week that we have a problem with the, with the foundation in our new home. <laughs> I'm in trouble, okay? <laughs> like, that's my trouble, right? And, uh, and at the very first, it seems like, you know, you're tempted to fear, you're tempted to be stressed, and, you know, and this is a test of my joyful trust in a mighty God. And you have your own. Whatever you're going through, this is a test of your joyful trust in Almighty God. Remember that. You might want to write that down. Whatever you're going through, this is a test of your joyful trust in Almighty God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Now I don't know about you, but I can imagine some really cool stuff. I mean, if I let my imagination go, I could imagine, I could imagine people here who are in a very tough place getting an answer to prayer, uh, having, a, having God touch your body and your emotions. I could, I could imagine uh, Davison Free Methodist Church having a, a season of continuing joy and health in the Lord. I can imagine him answering our prayers in ways that we can barely imagine. Our God can do more than we can ask or imagine. Isn't that great? Not just what we ask or just what we imagine. In fact, when you study the Greek words in this sentence from Paul's letter, he makes up a word. <laughs> I love that. It's sort of like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't have a word to explain how much God can do. There's no one word. So he's like, I'm going to make up a word. I'm going to make it like a, um, he can do super abundantly more. No, that's not good enough. He can do like super, super mega abundantly more. No, that's not good. Let's do super mega ginormously abundantly more. Are you with me? That's, he's got a word in mind and he just keeps adding to the word because our God is able. And when you're in the middle of it, when the trouble's coming at you, and it's hard to remember that, remember that you never face your trouble alone. One of my favorite examples of that is in uh, a movie I saw a few years back. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned last week I'm kind of a fan of offbeat movies. Nobody speaks in this movie. It's like two hours long, and there's, I don't know, maybe a couple of words. Because it's called... The Bear. 
And it's all about a baby bear cub that's abandoned by its mother and has to, has to fend for itself until a huge Kodiak papa bear takes the cub under his protection. And in the scene we're about to watch, a cougar, a mountain lion, is attacking the baby bear. Now, the cougar, the mountain lion, is every trouble that can come against you, right? It is the world, the flesh, and the devil. It is trouble with a capital T. And we, I, am the baby bear. Let's watch.
All right. <laughs> yes, we clap for the baby bear. He lived to tell the story. Uh, okay, so the baby bear thought he was hot stuff, right? He thought he was scaring off the cougar, but who was scaring off the cougar? Papa bear, right? Well, that's the way it is in our lives. Um, we do the best we can, right? We call out to God, and who's got the strength? God has the strength. God has the strength to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine, which is why 5,000 people got fed with two loaves and two fish when God showed up, and 12 baskets were left over. You do the math, right? That's our God. This is our God. That's why people whose lives have been troubled and and actually wrecked by sin and self, find a new life and a new beginning. And the strength of God shows up and they are transformed. And selfish people who like it our way all the time have a strength that comes inside them to say, it isn't about me. Did anybody hear the announcement today that said we're looking for volunteers for the welcome team? Now, I have heard this rumor that around Davis and Free Methodist Church, it's sometimes hard to get volunteers. But I, I can't believe that. I mean, it's us, right? It's us. It's God's people. So I, I must, that must be exaggerated, right? Because I know there are people right here right now who God has gifted. You, have, you like to be around people. You would love to be part of our welcoming team. Would you sign up? God is able to use you. I know, there are, I know there are people right here, right now, that God wants to use in your work, in school, out there in your neighborhood. God wants to make a difference in you and through you. And here's what I know. Our God is able to do exceeding, abundantly, more than we can ask or think. Super duper mega ginormously able <laughs> to quote a friend named the Apostle Paul. So here's what I know. The biggest miracle of all, the greatest strength of all is God's power to forgive sins. Uh, remember back at the beginning of the message, I said you only needed to listen today if you've ever had trouble? Well, the reason that our world is filled with trouble is because we all know the truth. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have done or said something we knew to be wrong. And we did it anyway. And when we do that, we offend a holy God. And Something inside us knows that. It feels that. It feels the distance of that. And Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross, came to bridge that distance, to pay the penalty for our sin, which is why he said, it is finished. It's paid in full. And when we trust in him to be our leader and forgiver, he brings peace to our hearts, he bridges the distance. He brings us back in a right relationship with God and forgives our sins. Isn't that great? 
There is no God like our God. And he is here for us today. And that greatest miracle, the greatest strength of God is here for us. In a moment, we're going to go and baptize five people who are here today to testify that they've trusted God to forgive their sins and give them a whole new life. And it's my prayer that their example will speak to all of us And that if we've never done it, today would be our day to trust in Jesus, to be our leader and our forgiver, to live his life in us, to give us the strength we need most. Will you pray? God, we humble ourselves before you. We are like that little cub. We are running for our lives. And sooner or later, somehow, we come to the end of ourselves. And that is the beginning of you you and your strength. Like that papa bear who rears up on his hind legs and roars. So you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, raise up a standard against the enemy. You break the power of canceled sin. And you set the prisoner free. And I pray right now that if there's anybody here who has never given their life to Jesus, that this would be their moment. They would simply pray, Lord Jesus, I need you. Forgive me all my sins, the ones I remember and the ones I don't remember. Come and live in me and change me and make me new. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. God, I believe you hear and answer that prayer. I pray you give us the courage to tell somebody about it. To to do what these people who are being baptized today are doing, to go public, to go on record. And just now we pray that as we go through these final moments in this service, you would encourage all our hearts. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, those who are going to be baptized, this is your chance to head back and get ready. So let's all stand. We'll make it easy on these guys, all right? They can, they can go. Um, you know, in the Bible it says that... Um, All heaven does something whenever one sinner repents. You know what all heaven does? What does it do? It rejoices, which means there's like a God party, right? I love to think that there is a party in heaven with the name of every sinner who repents. And you know what I think our church should do? Start a few of those parties, right? Make a party in heaven because we are being used by God to lead people to Christ. So I'm going to go back and join them and get ready, but here's what I want. When everyone comes up out of the water, each one, let's, let's let them know how excited we are, how happy we are. Let's join the angels in heaven, okay? All right, all right. This means yes. Yes, Pastor Glenn. We're going to give it to them, all right? All right, let's sing.